This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Indecisivians out there. How's everybody? Your old pal MZ. Boy, so today is a day of celebration. Today is a day that it should be marked in a calendar somewhere. And so why not do a podcast about it? Uh, so let's start with a little story. A little over a year ago, we all awoken to a a global pandemic upon us. It was crazy. If you recall, you'd go to the store. There, if there was anything, it'd be empty shelves of common items. And and the one that kind of I guess started the trajectory that will end on the celebration of today was uh, eggs became short. So we, I, I'm not blaming nobody but me. This is an I. I decided, hey, we raised chickens before. It would make no sense uh, to be without eggs when it's easy to do that. So let's do that. So I began making plans now, this was just prior to, I could probably give you the date, and I'll put it in the show notes when I look it up. But that this is that's why this is significant, because it was the day before I was supposed to pick up the chickens from the person that I was buying them from. We were meeting in a parking lot somewhere. The judge here in town put out the... Uh, shutdown order that shut down all the that you were only supposed to be going to the grocery store to get essential items and everybody else was shut down all that kind of stuff so the lady got spooked and she wasn't gonna she wouldn't as wasn't even willing to meet in a parking lot I guess she thought all of a sudden it was uh, you know the 70s and 80s in, in the Soviet Union or something to where that the the KGB was going to be on the corner with billy clubs to to smack us around if we went out of our houses or something. I'm not sure what the deal was. But anyway, she didn't want to do it, which is fine. I mean, hell yeah, this is a brave new world. We don't, Nobody knows what's going to happen. I didn't see how it made sense that we were going to a place that had been deemed as essential, a Walmart, into their parking lot. There was already hundreds of other cars there. Uh, we'd drive up to each other. I hand her some money. She hands me a box of chicks, and we're out. But anyway, long and short of it is we got it done. But the problem was that they did not sex these chicks. So we bought four, because usually it's 50-50. Turns out it was 
uh, three to one. We had three roosters to one hen, and that was a pain in the ass. So as soon as one of them started crowing, we started looking for an exit strategy. Then they all started going, and it was, yeah, it was getting them the hell out of here fast. But that was only, they were like maybe, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Unless you're going to sex them, which supposedly at eight weeks, you can't. These people claimed that theirs were four to eight weeks. It's hard to tell. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to do at that young. It takes a trained eye. Not that I'm at. I've, looked, I've tried to do it a couple of times. I think I kind of get what they're trying to see, but you really need them to be a little bit older, more mature, a couple of months old at the very least in order to, to check uh, their vent to see if they have uh, the male gland or the uh, absence of it. And so... They were kind enough, the people that we got these chicks from, they were kind enough to swap them out for us. But it had to be another set of four to eight-week-old chicks. Ugh. Here we go again. Well, that time it was one to two. So we had one rooster and two hens. So that gave us three hens and a rooster. Well, that guy, when he started crowing, he hasn't stopped. And I mean... Like, he'll, he'll, he don't care if the sun's up or the sun's down. That guy, it's time to crow whenever he feels like it's time to crow. And now that, the, the dilemma here was that it's loud. And, and he, will, it, he has gone off at 2 a.m. before because maybe somebody turned the light on. So, so the, he is in an enclosure, but there's over an opening and, and I never, I don't trap door it because I have them in a pen. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's through there that he's getting the, the light or I don't know what it is. Maybe he just likes to crow whenever he likes to crow, but that's what it seemed like. I'm just trying to make excuses or, or and that's what I've been doing this whole time. God, I've been trying all kinds of different ways to, uh, to try to keep light from getting anywhere around him. Uh, but he still goes. So anyway, long and short of it is, this has been going on for a good six months, possibly eight months of this rooster. Because remember, back to the beginning of the story, we got a set. They got older, so that they were about, I want to say we had them about 12 weeks before they started crowing. Uh, so that's a good three months worth of feed and, you know, because they're not producing anything at that point. See, that's the other, other drawback to getting chicks. If you're thinking about doing the chicken thing, which I recommend you do, have some chickens, have some quail. My brother and my dad have done fantastic with quail. Um, you get they're tiny, but you can they're they're easy to to maintain. Those birds are, and so yeah, definitely do something like that. Little garden wouldn't help or wouldn't hurt. Try to do stuff like that. It's always good, even if it's just a potted plant or something. Uh, it's something to tend. It's something to, you know, again, your this transfer of energy or however it works. Uh, the oxygen that it creates, it's its a good thing to do. Definitely get some, get you some, some plants going. But it's good to have those kind of skills. You never know when you're, when, when you're going to need them. But back to their chickens. So this guy's been going at it so crazy. And the time change didn't help. Uh, that made it even worse. Because then it, it was, it was, we were used to, at least used to the randomness of his. Because there are somewhat, there's a bit of a pattern. But it's very, very loose. But at least this way... You kind of had tuned it out. Well, now you throw an hour off of it. Now the whole mix is up. It's like a, it's a totally different tune now. You know, it's, it's as if you went to a concert 
uh, expecting to hear the album version, and they did a remix all night long. It was nothing but remixes, and you're just like, well, it sounds the same, but it's kind of off-putting. That's the way his grow was. So now I've looked up over the period. I looked up all kinds because I didn't want to kill the guy. He, he was a beautiful rooster, absolutely just a beautiful rooster. We called him Sparkle. My daughter named him. And I tell you what, he does live up to the name, and no pun intended, because when he uh, when the sun hit, hits him, he has some really brilliant fl- uh, feathers, and yeah, he's a, he's a good looking guy. And which again, and he's just doing his job. He's he's living his his uh, best life, you know. So I don't want to take him out for that. That'd be a dimwit thing to do. It's not like he's doing anything wrong. Now, fast forward to now. So I found an opportunity. to separate myself from this rooster in the most humane way possible. So, wait for that. So, with this rooster, I've done research to try to figure out ways to get him to not do it, or at least to do it less. And supposedly, there was this collar that you can order off of uh, websites online or Amazon or wherever. And it's essentially just like a Velcro strap that you put around their throat. Now, my idea, by no means did I invent this object. I made attempts to try to use it. Many failed. But my, I guess, idea of the concept is that you're trying to restrict, I guess they have an Adam's apple like we do, like the male of the the human species does, uh, the Adam's apple. But it's something to do with the restriction of the throat. See, I'm kind of pushing into my throat right there. And it's not comfortable. And I can imagine if he tries to crow that it irritates or it makes it possible to where he can't swell his esophagus like he normally would. Again, obviously, I was trying to do something as tame as possible. I'm sure most people would have just wrung his neck or, you know, let him loose or in the woods or some shit. I don't know. For some reason, I have lately had this uh, real connection with all creatures on the planet. Call me what you will. Uh, I think every, every being on this planet, I don't care what species they are, there's a purpose for it. So, uh, you know, fucking around with other species and, 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 you know, treating them poorly, it's bad karma anyway. So he's a good bird. Like I said, it's ain't like he's doing anything wrong. The man's just doing his thing. So, again, why would I take him out for that? That would be dumb. And anybody who thinks that's not dumb, you're dumb. Send me some hate mail. I need it. Fire me up. All right, so the uh, the rooster collar thing, I had, because of the work that I do, we run cables a lot, and so we had acquired off of a job that we did some re- cable removal, some of these Velcro straps. And I hung on to them because the, they're great for extension cords. They're great for rolling up big wire and keeping it lo- uh, from, you know, looping all over the place. It's re- And it's reusable you know we wear a zip ties you zip them once you got to cut them off this you can take on and off and velcro is strong and this is very good velcro so i remember that i had some of those so i tried it on him when he first started growing and from the few little bit of research that i'd done apparently when you put it on him kind of the way you know you did it right is he's going to throw a fit he's going to act like he's dying and he's going to uh start kicking backwards, his slamming his head into the ground, uh, making all kinds of weird racket, and and then he'll go through a period of just what appears to be depression. <laughs> because seeing it was heartbreaking. The poor guy just wouldn't even, he was just basically staring into a corner for hours. It was, 
Like I said, I, I, I have this new outlook on, on, on the species, on the cre- different species and creatures out there. And I would not want to put any, any creature through that kind of mental torment. So it lasted for a couple of days. I took the damn thing off and then he didn't do it for a while. So yeah, he, he had it on for a few days and then it was a couple of days later before he even attempted to make another crow, you know, a crow out. But eventually he did, and he fired back up, and he's been going strong ever since. So that's been at least a good four to five months of solid crowing. So, a little beverage there. So, furthermore, the three hens that we do have, Are, are in, in high states of duress, let me just say. This guy, when it comes to that side of his rooster business, I've not seen a more prolific participant in the uh, chicken acrobatics as this rooster. This guy is nonstop. These poor hens, their feathers on their back are being ripped off because he's he's quite aggressive. And so that also weighed into the decision that it was time for this to end. Okay, so the crowing was one thing. Clearly, I can absorb a lot because this is, you have no idea. So I forgot to mention, whenever I built their coop, my daughter and I built it. It was a beautiful project that we did together. We took photos and all that. It was great fun. Um, she got to learn to run a drill and cut thing, cut wood and all that kind of stuff. It was great fun. A good project during the pandemic. I hope some of you guys that got out there and did some projects during the pandemic or and are still doing projects, as am I. So anyway, we built this coop and we, we didn't know exactly where to put it uh, because we had this, this dog that I've talked about a few times uh, that didn't seem very keen on other animals at the, at the time. And so we were afraid that he was going to uh, destroy them. So that's why we built a enclosed coop. So it's got the body, you know, a, an actual coop. And then there's a, a framing structure around it with chicken wire to keep the chickens in. So we did it like that until they got too big. And then we had to start opening them up. So by the time we started opening them up, the idea was to put them on, on the far side of the backyard property along the fence. And down that side of the house, there was a nice strip of land, which would have made a perfect chicken run or dog run, either one. And so that's what I intended to do. Now, again, during the pandemic, trying to find that kind of stuff was impossible. I needed a specific size gate because it already had a post and then there was a fence. So it would have been easy to put hinges, swing or a little latch or on the wood side, whatever, the way that I ended up doing it. But trying to find that gate was impossible. It took months and months and months. Well, I still, I already had chickens. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention about uh, getting scammed out of, uh, uh, what, $80? Yeah. So, again, pandemic in it, the, the cur- the, we're looking for coops because you need them by about, once they've gotten their full feathers in, so when, when you get a chick in the four to eight-week-old range, they're just going to be a fuzzball. 
Those feathers are very, very fine. That's kind of like your down, that kind of fine, you know, but the, but the chick down is different different than, than a duck's down. Anyway, but yeah, it's just a really soft, soft. Oh, that's why they're so cuddly and, st- and stuff when they're that size. But then eventually they start to get really horrific looking because that stuff starts falling out and their regular feathers start coming in and they start getting this real patchworky look. Sometimes they get real spooky. Um, but, uh, so, you know, it's like, I mean, almost it's, it's like, I guess the closest thing I could think, imagine would be like leprosy. It's just, it's, they look weird until they, the feathers all come in sometimes. And, uh, because they're all gangly and gawky looking and their legs, they're cause they're growing as well. Anyway, it's the weirdest thing, but they're cute too still. Uh, but anyway, but during that whole time, you're not getting anything out of this. Except you got to buy feed and keep them in a box and then get more boxes because they're going to pee and poo all over the place. You can keep whatever type of, we used shavings, you can use hay, whatever, but you got to use something and and that just, it gets absorbed. You got to keep it cleaned out. It's a pain in the ass. During the chick phase, man, there is no fun there because there's, you're constantly having to, uh, you got to keep them warm during the day and then, you know, warm at night, but not too warm. It's a whole thing. So unless you set it up, you know, and get a nice little coop set up on the inside, ours was outside and it was too cold at the time because of the time of the year it was. And again, until they get their main feathers on, that's the big deal is, is you can't put them outside because they don't have that thermal protection until they have their full set of feathers. And so you've got to keep them inside with a heat lamp and all that. And even sometimes when you put them outside, you got to pull out a heat lamp if it gets cold enough. So at this particular time, it didn't. Now, we've had ours now all through the, the snow and the ice big storm that shut down the, the power and all that, and ours are still alive. So they've never had any problems with that. But anyway, so once they get through all of that, you're still, it's, it's, it, and you've got full feathers, it's still months and months before you'll ever even think about seeing an egg. And so starting out at that phase, man, now I know you're getting them for like a dollar, but I swear to God, you're going to spend 100 bucks easy per chick. Uh, before it ever starts to lay anything, if not more. So looking at a laying hen, I forget what they call them, but there's a particular pullet, I think, maybe. Anyway, I'm not all that into the chicken world. I'm just kind of a, a doing my own thing on it. But anyway, so the females that are laying, I think you can buy, I, th- I think I've seen them for like 10 or 15 bucks. Dude, that's a steal compared to what the pain in the ass. Now, even if you think you go, oh, my kids will love doing it. No, they won't. Your kids will do it for about a week, then they'll stop, and then you'll it, it'll be a big fight, and it'll end up being you. Be prepared. I'm just saying it right now, okay? If, as long as you go into this knowing it. See, that's what I've realized. Like the whole thing with the dog. You, you probably, if you've ever listened to my dog episode, these things, when they pop up, you have one of two decisions. You can either... Digging, this is, this is the hill that you're going to die on. You're going to dig your heels in and become the biggest asshole and just disrupt the entire flow of the home over an animal. Or you're going to embrace it and just accept it that, yes, in fact, no one will do anything else for this animal except for me. Now, occasionally, yes, they're going to walk it when you go out of town uh, or when you're in a pinch and they, you need them to. But nobody's going to voluntarily take the burden of this animal upon them it's going to have to be assigned or you're going to have to do it yourself. So in my case, I did it myself. It actually had benefited me because I've gotten a lot healthier in walking this dog. So 
no turning back now. I'd fight him. Nobody's taking this dog walk away from me. You know what I'm saying? This it's totally ingrained as part of my my daily routine. And I would have to, it would I could do it without him totally. But that's also part of it is the interaction between him and I. I'm trying to work on training and all that kind of stuff. It works on my patience uh, because he is very hard headed. So yeah, no, it's brilliant. Got to do the walk, dog walk thing. But I don't want to get up at four in the morning when a goddamn rooster's crowing. Okay, I, I you know ours was five thirty. And sometimes I would I'd work late, especially the, over the past six or so months. I've uh, been driving hard on doing a bunch of stuff. It would, and, you know, there's late nights. So when you lay your head down, you don't want to get it rattled by a damn rooster. So this place where we had put his coop down the side of the house, that's, that's the master bedroom window. And so what I had essentially done was created a, an amplification tube so he could just sit at the doorway entrance of his coop and crow, and it would go and and build through the the between the house and the fence and and then my window and then it hits the end of the fence and it comes back and it's the power of this sound you have no idea how intense it could be at times. So there was one last attempt. And, and this is going to wrap up the part about, about Mr. Rooster. But there was one last attempt on the collar thing. I found a better uh, Velcro. Yeah, this one right here. Uh, it's thicker. So I thought maybe uh, because the other one that I had was really thin, and I didn't think that it held very well. So I tried this one. It's thicker. It's about uh, it's about the width of your thumb, I guess you could say. It's about like that about an inch, inch wide. So I tried this one. Now, again, he's older now. He's bigger. He's got spurs. And he hasn't fought off the dog, but the dog's chased him a couple of times just for funs. The dog's not trying to hurt the guy. He's just trying to play with him. And it's fun for him chasing stuff around. You know, he loves to run. So for him, that was great fun. For the chicken, I'm sure it was life or death. Which you ever wonder that in the, in the wild when these animals attack and stuff, if it's ever like that, if it's ever uh, that you know they were just playing for real, but we took it too far and then they got mad. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so this rooster's uh, ear piercing, brain shattering. It's it's, I mean, there's sirens that I've heard that have a tamer tone than this. So I think this time it backfired on me because it's same thing. You put, I put the thing on him. He did the backwards kick and he did the sad sack and, and then eventually he kind of got back to normal. He kind of got used to it. And then eventually he started crowing again. And I was like, what? That thing must've fallen off. And so I had to corner him again, and he's, again, he's a big guy. He's not fun to try to catch anymore. We did bad by not keeping him uh, socialized with, with people to where that we could, you know, check him for stuff without having to chase him around. It's really a pain in the ass. So, yeah, if you're going to do this, uh, you know, try to figure out a way to keep your chickens somewhat domesticated to where the, that they don't run from you because it will make it very difficult for you to uh, – to catch them and stuff. So 
What, dude? What do you want, you Okay, go away. Yeah. So, but this time, so I picked him up and I put it on a little tighter. After, after he, you know, I figured, discovered that he could grow again and I discovered that it was still on him. Maybe it loosened up. And again, stopped for a while, then right back at it. This time less. I mean, this guy's determined is what I figured. And I finally just, again, came to the conclusion, going to let him do his thing and live happily ever after. And that's kind of where this goes is uh, one of the customers that I have, they have, they live out in an area where they've got quite a bit of land and they've got the whole barnyard menagerie thing going. So they have chickens and they have ducks and I think he said goats and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, point being, all his roosters are gone because they have a coyote problem. Now, don't don't look at me like that. No, no. He is going to be fine. He's going to be perfectly fine out there. I tell you what. Here's here's the thing. Let me just let me just sweeten the the, the pot for you here. This guy is the sole rooster of a now harem of 30 hens that he now has at his disposal to do his rooster best on. So wide open spaces, um, the, the current uh, overseer uh, farmer Joe is hell bent on, has already gotten one coyote and is hell bent on getting all the other ones. So my man has his best interest at heart. So, I have no doubt this is going to be pimp life right here for Mr. Brewster Sparkle, Sparkle the Brewster. So farewell, Sparkle. It was, uh, you're quite a cock. It was well done. All right. So I'm going to finishing this one off with just a, uh, I don't know, I guess just a little bit of real talk. So I hope everybody's doing all right out there. It's, uh, it's, this has been a crazy ride. It has to be for as much for you as it has been for me. I mean, I've seen uh, things and heard of things and that I never would have imagined I would have seen or heard in my lifetime. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. So the rooster thing is kind of a double-edged possibly a double-edged sword because I have a, a, a theory over the past six or eight months of lack of sleep, there's been, uh, I don't know. We're about to find out if, if sleep deprivation has been, has inflicted some sort of a, uh, a block to my brain or if it's just me being old man. And it could be both, but we'll see. But I am very much looking forward to Sleeping in and not having a rooster crowing out my window. And so I'm going to be very curious how tonight goes or this morning goes is if, if my auto response kicks on, because it does sometimes. It's, it's actually saved my ass on airplane flights because I have such a trigger to go off at like uh, 3.30 or 4 o'clock every night or morning. And so I almost missed a flight one time because my, my alarms uh, got mixed up, and, but I triggered off 
because I thought the rooster was going to go off. And I think I woke up slightly before he went off, the bastard. So, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited to, to sleep in a little bit and maybe find out. Find out, uh, you know, what a whole night's sleep is really like. Because I tell you what, that is one thing uh, that you cannot do without is sleep. Not for very long. The old bod will shut down. It's, it's bound to happen. So definitely, if you drive a lot, make sure you keep up on your sleep because that's the worst. That's one of those, you blink and next thing you know, you're wrapped around the side of a semi-trailer. You know, I mean, that's no good. Nobody wants to see that happen. So definitely get, 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 get your sleep in, guys. Coffee is not an, an adequate substitute for sleep. As much as you may think it is, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Eventually, sleep will attack you. It will steal your life away. So don't fuck with it. All right. So we are in the midst of... Still a global pandemic. There's. It's just one of the, one of the ironies, I guess, <laughs> that all of this crazy stuff that's going on around us, and uh, you know, I still think this is the best place to be. So, this is MZ, y'all. Be safe out there. Look out for one another. That's rule number one. We're all in this together. Catch you next time. See you. Hey, are you searching for that perfect gift for your honey? Well, I got a perfect idea for you. Why don't you check out com for all your honey needs. They got soap scrub. They got good smelling scrub. They have every kind of extract you could think of. They also have all the new CBD infused honey that can help you with those aches and pains or your honey with their aches and pains. Well, whatever the case may be, you can check us out too at libidadoka.com on Instagram and libidadoka.com on Facebook. And the address is 236 East Davis Street, Culpeper, Virginia. And that's Culpeper, Virginia. So check out libidadoka.com for all your libida needs. Thank you. <laughs>